Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Welcome back to the show again. Julia's out and we do miss her smiling bald head of hers. Uh, I can hear her cackling right now. So it's always great. But Cynthia, it's great to have you back on the show again. And what a great segment that we just talked about as far as the roles and, and so forth. I want to continue in that dialogue because I think it's important that we find happiness within. That a lot of times I, I believe that it, it can be... Um, a hardship when we displace our happiness onto our partner and expect our partner to fulfill the happiness within us. What do you think about it? You know, how, how do people lose their identity when they come together in a relationship? Well, I think there are several, several ways that, that, that happen that, that causes that to happen. And one of the first ways, if you think about with women, because women, um, are certainly more sensitive, uh, take things in more deeply, think on things more, and can't stop thinking on things sometimes. And we have a tendency to be a little bit more vigilant and concerned about safety and if we're going to be okay. If we're, and part of that is if if our girlfriends don't like us, that's very scary for us because women are, are pack-oriented creatures and men you know, have a leader with a tribe. And so women change leadership all the time in their groups, you know, and men don't. And so, you know, I think some of what, what happens is for women, if we're, if we're trying to get all of our good feelings from how people feel about us, then we're going to end up finding ourselves performing more often than being, authentic versions of ourselves because we're trying to keep security and make sure that we're liked within our group because it's very scary for women to be ostracized from a group. You know, I, I was, I want to play on what you shared about men, leadership, women's leadership changes all the time. And it, it can be challenging when you bring in a man or woman together of who leads what, but I, I would, you know, if I, if I'm uh, a millennium today, I would say, well, aren't you a little old fashioned, Cynthia, in your thinking? Well, I think that people may say that. And what I remind people of, we haven't changed a lot of things that occur on the earth. We've tried to make it work for us where we change the flow of a river. We burrow through a mountain, these types of things, but there are, there are static things that come with male and female. And those are the things that come naturally to us. So those are the things when I know something is natural to me, nobody had to encourage me to do it. I was doing it already. And so when we think about men and women, I, I'm sad that we're not allowed to champion 
the different genders. That makes me very sad anymore these days. That does not mean in any way that I am against people that want to transition or people that are sure they are a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body. I think that those are very important things to take a look at. I think that it's brutal if we do it to people that are not developed yet and don't have the um, the ability to think through things in that way. And so changing gender and um, deciding that, that someone should be or could be or would be or ought to be this when we're under the age of 21 especially is brutal. And so I, I think that the whole idea of gender is recognizing how wonderful that is and how well it works together if we're willing to do it. And so I, I remind men, you know, all the time, I say, you know, listen, you don't pet the cat backwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> so don't tease your wife, okay? I say, right. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can maybe do a teeny bit. Okay, but but it hurts them. There's a there's a, there's an energy that you have that that makes that teasing heavier and stronger and not as good natured as it sounded to you. I was thinking about porcupine. There's one way you want to stroke a porcupine. You don't want to go backwards. You'll get quilled every time. That's right, and it isn't because they're mad. It's because that's how they're made. Exactly. I remember. You know, Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say that, you know, I, I enjoy where you're going with this because I think there is some naturalism that needs to take place in a relationship. And when we push men out, as we have seen over the decade of men not being in homes, mm -hmm. it, it impacts children. Mm -hmm. It impacts the development of, of who they are. And sometimes it makes the children more, um, in my opinion, it makes children weaker in a sense of not having the masculine quality of standing up for yourself, knowing how to lead at times. I think some women can be a good leader, but at the same time, we have to recognize if a woman wants to be in construction work, great. But Is I it, think yeah. there's, well, I was going to say, I think there's differences that we have to recognize. A man's body can last 30 years of construction versus a woman may last maybe 15 years because of the body structure that she has is going to break down before a man's will. Mm -hmm. And so we need to embrace who we are and look within on our own happiness and being able to say, you know what, it's okay if you think this way. It's okay if, if this other person thinks this way. Well, I think that's the important point is that why are we saying that the way somebody thinks is good or bad? Mm. You know, now if you're there, if you're their therapist, then I can say to them that kind of thinking is, is going to increase your depression. Right. I can say that to them because I, I'm supposed to be that person. So I think it's this idea of saying, you know, what comes natural to somebody I wish they would celebrate that. It doesn't mean that, like, I know for me as a girl, I'm a very girly girl, but man, when I was growing up, I was a tomboy all over the place. And I'm so glad my parents let me be that. And I enjoyed doing that. And so this idea that we're giving people the, the a choice to change something that cannot be put back. Mm -hmm. Once it's done, it's done. That, that to me is, is, 
is the issue versus whether or not you are male or female. I don't think that matters. You you be whatever you want to be and feel whatever you want to feel. And I think that's a lovely thing to to be able to say. But but when we're doing this in, in a manner or at an age where people cannot undo this, they don't have the choice then to go back to what they think they should have been to begin with. And that is a tragedy. Do you think that when you when you think about all these different changes and you being a, a clinician and, and coach, when it comes down to the dynamics of our relationship, is it the pain of our past, the trauma of our past that stops us from growing into a healthier sense of us? Hmm. I I think that's a that's there's a multiple there's multiple issues there and one of them i think that there needs to be a level of spirituality for every human and without that you're you're completely feeling your way through the dark and so i wouldn't ever tell someone what that spirituality piece needs to look at look like but we do know that all through the through history from the beginning to where we are now in time that the the um the spirituality piece is a huge deal and and if you're your own god you're going to struggle and so it it doesn't mean that you have to follow a specific dogma or religion or something but there has to be this idea for yourself that there's something bigger out there than just you and that there's something out there that you can ask questions of and depend on and and wait to hear back from that whatever that entity or whatever you call it that that that's part of the de de default that we're having in our society is that nothing is sacred anymore hmm. and that's and that's frightening and and that's the same way i feel about relationships families mm -hmm. there needs to be a safety net somewhere Mm -hmm. So that as an individual, when I come back home to my nuclei of my family, I can feel safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it helped for a man to know who he is can create that safety within the family and the healthiness of the development of the children. Mm -hmm. And for him to sacrifice his needs to serve his wife, guys, it is okay to fix a dinner. That doesn't mean you're feminine. It's okay to wash the dishes. It's okay for her to mow the grass. Whatever works for you is what's just, healthy. I think it's just more about why are we putting uh, constructs on these behaviors instead of saying, hey, why aren't we working together to make our lives work? So if that means you do it better than I do, then why would I have to compete with you on that? So if my husband's a better cook, which he is, I'm telling you, <laughs> nobody wants me to cook, okay? <laughs> And so he is, well, I'm thankful that he actually likes to do it because otherwise I would probably eat the same thing every day and never change. Right. And so I think it's, it's this, I'm sad that, that we have to limit things in the way that we are limiting them. Like somehow if we're saying this is how men are in general, that mm. then we have to somehow champion all the men that are not that way. Where it doesn't mean that if I'm saying, hey, in general, this is how men work. That doesn't mean that there isn't a, a, another whole class of men that may not work that way and how beautiful that is. But to say it has to be an either or all the time 
that's what creates that tension and that friction that nobody feels like they can be anything that they want are supposed to be. Totally in agreement. Because when I think about as a faith-based person, you know, it talks about the church being different body parts mm -hmm. and we need all the body parts to work together. That's right. And, and it's learning, how do I accept our differences of opinion? And I look back in history, uh, we talked about this in, the, in one of the podcasts about the sun and the moon, yeah. or, or the moon specifically. We can disagree that the moon is made out of rock and cheese all day long, and we're not going to get anywhere because we're trying to prove a point. Right. But if we can come together and look at similarities of our experiences, there's so much more to agree on about the shape, the color, and the size of that moon based upon what we've experienced. And it's just accepting who we are as a person mm -hmm. and stay in our lane. Right. And I think it's so important for the vitality of a relationship of being able to grow healthy that it's okay to encourage one another, that it's okay to have differences of opinion. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. No, it just means you have to have respect. Right. Mm -hmm. And defining respect is is a challenge nowadays because, well, you didn't just you you just ditched me. You're you're not <laughs> respecting me. So I'm gonna pay you back in revenge and, and yeah. go back and forth. And that's not helping. And I think, you know, you, this is a great point. And I try to tell this to my clients. I say, if you want to be, if you want to be respected, then be respectable. Mm. It's that simple. You know, if you're a respectable person, you're not going to have a lot of problems with people because you're not going to try to convince them that they're wrong. It doesn't matter. If you just want to get along with somebody, we could get along with anybody, even if they completely disagree with us. Now that's different than for you and I, who are clinicians, that if I say, Hey, you have to have some agreement in order to be married. Otherwise, your marriage is going to fall apart. So you need to have areas that, yeah, we believe the same thing in this way. We, we adhere to this. We like this construct that we've made. Here's what we are able to just kind of say, it's a free-for-all. We don't care. But these particular things, it's the lane lines in the road. It's the stoplights at the, at the intersection. So going back to what we were talking about, too, in regards to this little child, mm -hmm. it's understanding that little child. But when you bring them into this relationship, what would you give as far as advice to couples who are trying to figure out their identity, their place within their relationship? As to how do I know this other person, my partner, is in their childlike status or they're operating from a hurt so that I can turn off my selfish need of a child and not be so reactive? I think you just explained it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think it's the willingness. Hmm. You know, we lost that beautiful quality of humility which is sad to me. And it's that humility or that ability to be humble and say, I I'm interested in what you're saying, even though I'm not sure I'm going to like it, but I'm interested because it's coming from you and I want to know you. You mean having humility doesn't make your, your, your identity. It doesn't lose your identity when you're humble. No, it causes your identity to be stronger. Yes. Totally agree. So and many. 
you know, our society can be so much better in, in how we can come to, uh, together to build and not take the rocks and throw at each other because we're wasting our rocks when bridges can be built out of the rocks that are thrown. Mm -hmm. And when we come down to a male and a female relationship, you know, it's understanding that a dynamics of who we are within that construct of that situation. Mm-hmm. When um, I heard you earlier in, in one of the last podcasts or this one about women and how they need to be gentle with men, that's what I was receiving. What does that mean for a woman to, you know, does that mean that she can't be strong? Does she lose her identity of strength when she serves her man? No, I think I think the idea is, see, if I'm if I'm strong enough to be humble with my husband, okay, that means that I I'm willing to accept the fact that I might be wrong. That that's what humility is. Humility says, okay, that's on me. That's on me. I, I thought I was right. Now I'm seeing there's more information. That's that's on me. I need to readjust and re-present it to you. You know, and so it's it's like this idea with women. I, I say to women all the time, and maybe the women listening are gonna hang up at this point. I don't know, but <laughs> I say to women, you do not understand that women rule the world. You don't really get it. Mm. And see come from it as well if women really ruled the world we wouldn't be beaten up all the time we wouldn't be you know like shut out from a particular business or this and i say to them you have to understand that men don't have as many opportunities to be different than women do we can be all we have all kinds of facets about us that we can be talking out of or or living out of men have one and this is what they do they hold the line that's what they do and so we, on the other hand, are very malleable. We are very flexible. We are very, we can take, we can change hats all the time. We can change friends. We can change all, all over the place. So I like to, I like to remind women that if we really understood how valuable we are to men, and I don't even mean just straight men, I have, I know gay men. I've treated gay men. I love men. And men, gay men love women. Okay? They do. And that's one of the fascinating things about women is that there's a quality about women when they laugh, when they giggle, when they push their hair back, when they cry, when they tear up, when they start to lose it and fall apart. It's it's just a phenomenal creature that has been created. Now, I think men are, are absolutely phenomenal fabulous as well but they kind of have one tool in the toolbox okay (laughs) and we have about 50 you know i say to women have you seen a woman come with her makeup bag if they're going to do a night a girl's night it's like yeah we got everything we need i say every woman has a handbag we bring everything that we could possibly think that we could need a guy brings a wallet that's it he doesn't worry about all the stuff that he might need he just knows he'll take care of it if he'll figure it out it's almost like I'm getting a complex of men are boring because we got no, one tool to mess with. <laughs> you know? No, you but I to... know that's not what you're saying. <laughs> and men, it's... Yeah. And men, I'll think about it. Men have great, they're always visionaries. Now that doesn't mean women aren't because I'm very much a visionary person, sure. 
but men like the vision piece that they like to do in their life of how they want the world to be. The thing about it is, is that if we allow ourselves to stay in our lane mm -hmm. and being able to respect our lanes, there is so much that men and women can do together and, and, and build successful businesses, build successful families, building, and, and, and it, you're right. And it's like women's brains are like noodles. You're touching every little piece. It just blows me away of squirrels that y'all chase. But <laughs> men, we have those do nothing box and you guys, it, it drives you nuts because how can you not sit and think about nothing? But yeah. it's the same, right. But at the same time, you're right. Men are visionaries. Women can be too. But at the same time, I think we that that's the balance that we can bring for one another. Well, and you, I think it's important for women to recognize that if they're feeling like they're in a one down position to a man, that usually means that man is very insecure. Oh, totally agree. And yes. So women miss that piece because they're, they're wanting to think that if, if they were respected and wanted and loved and desired, then everything would be happy and everything would go well for them all the time. And I remind them, I say, have you looked at the Royal family? Mm. <laughs> Has not gone well <laughs> for those women. <laughs> no, it hasn't. No, it's not about having some big, you know, honor and big position. It's about understanding the world is struggling right now, really badly. And that's the whole reason behind Coached Soul, the podcast, yeah. so that we can have vulnerable conversations that we can draw out with for people to let them know that counseling is not taboo. Right. That coaching is not taboo. Me as a therapist, I needed a therapist in the past. We're all human beings faced with emotions and a plethora of things in our past that make up who we are. That doesn't mean it that defines who we are. We define who we are. Mm -hmm. But it's finding that inner strength to give your inner child permission to cry, mm -hmm. to give it permission to be but to manage it as well. And so I, I think about all of this encompassing what we talked about, and it's such a great topic that we could go on and on and on about. But you know, for the sake of time, it, it's important that we are able to find that the differences of men and women is okay. Mm -hmm. And behind every good man and is a good woman. Human. And we're yes. all human, and so we have similarities. But we do have these polar, polar, you know, places in us that say, hey, I'm either this or I'm that. That doesn't mean that I don't do I don't do male things. It doesn't mean that I don't take on men. I, I, I take on men every day. And because I understand men, they love it and take it and they're thankful for it. If men can start working on not being so reactive and be like, yeah. I hear this all the time. We want you to be a rip at Yellowstone. You know, it's like, okay, I hear all the time women. Why can't my husband be like rip on Yellowstone? You know, uh, we got to come back to reality. Yes. That is a TV show. The books that we read, things like that. We build, I think sometimes we build up in our mind the perfect person. Right. And when we have those type of expectations, we're going to fail. We're going to hurt ourselves all the time because our expectations are not being met. 
But if we can come to an understanding that we're, we're imperfect, that we can accept one another in our, in our being of who we are and just, why can't we come along to work with one another right. and encourage and uplift and have good conversations like we're having here and identifying what our roles are, who we are as an individual. And when people, you know, I ask people, who, who do you say you are without putting the constructs of, of that person, what everybody labels you to be. And for me, when people ask me, I am always a son of God meaning that I'm a child of God first, mm -hmm. that I try to be able to, I know I'm not perfect, but I know whose I am and where I'm going and being able to treat people with respect because I respect myself and that I love who I am because he loved me first. That's right. So we uh, are grateful for this time, Cynthia. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I look forward to many more conversations in the future with you. Thank you so that. much for joining us. Good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.